You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications, and we're coming to you this week from the Young Cattlemen's Conference in Washington, D.C. at the Marriott Metro Center. Joining us this week are two guests, two people who are, are just finishing up the YCC trip this year. Jennifer Houston, who is NCBA's president-elect. She's going to be NCBA, NCBA's president um, next year. And Will Mayfield, who's chairman of this year's YCC class, he was on the YCC trip last year. I was on that as well. Um, he was selected as the chairman, and, and with that comes the honor of doing the YCC gauntlet once again. Um, Jennifer is a producer from Sweetwater, Tennessee, and Will is a producer from Pulaski, Tennessee. Since I am from Winchester, Tennessee, this is officially the first all-Tennessean Beltway Beef Podcast. So you are listening to history right now. Jennifer, can you tell us, uh, and, and we're not all wearing orange. I will just tell everybody that we're not wearing orange right now, but Saturdays in the fall, we all will be. Jennifer, can you just first of all tell us a little bit about your operation uh, in Sweetwater, Tennessee, which is in East Tennessee, sort of Southeast Tennessee? Yes, my husband and I own a livestock auction market uh, in Sweetwater, Tennessee. We also stock our cattle and feed cattle in Texas. So we're really pretty much involved in all aspects. Have a few cow calves too of the beef business. Okay, and Will, you're from Pulaski, Tennessee, which is in Giles County, which I think is two counties over from where I grew up. Um, tell folks about, uh, about your operation in, in Giles County outside of Pulaski. Ed, we have a cow calf operation there on the western side of Pulaski. My, I'm the third generation rancher there had the opportunity to develop a Angus beef herd as well as a Hereford herd and some commercial cattle as well. We typically sell our cattle through the bluegrass stockyards in Kentucky and for the past several years they've gone north into Minnesota and Iowa. All right, very good. Now Jennifer, tell us, for folks who aren't familiar with the YCC trip, it's not just a conference. You hear a conference and you think, okay, you're in a hotel ballroom or something like that, and we are actually right now in D.C., but tell folks, this is a cross-country trip that, that really lasts, what, like eight or ten days. So sort of recount, you know, the, the journey that you've been on uh, for the last week and a half, and, and um, maybe explain how you've been around NCBA for quite a while. Um, share your impressions on how the trip did it live up to your expectations? Is it sort of what you expected? YCC has been something that's fascinated me for a long time. I wasn't able to go on to it as a young producer. Anyway, I was always really excited about this program, and, and I always really wanted to go on it, so I was really excited when I got into leadership to know that as president-elect here, I'd get to go. It is a leadership development program for young beef producers from across the nation, our state affiliates and our breed associations, and we really strive to give them the full view of the entire beef industry. So we start out at our Denver offices, letting them know what exactly NCBA is, what we do, uh, give a little media training, talk about both what the checkoff does and things like BQA and things sustainability that are run out of our Denver office. Then we hop on a bus and head up to Greeley, Colorado. Uh, we visit a packing facility, we visit a feedlot, we visit the corporate headquarters of one of our largest uh, meat packers. We have a chance to stop by a hat maker that makes custom hats so everybody had a good time. Go back down to Denver the next day. We're back in the office uh, for more training, more information. Then we hop a, a flight to Chicago, where this year we got to be in on the 
ribbon-cutting ceremony for McDonald's as they moved their corporate offices from Oak Brook, Illinois, downtown. So that was pretty exciting to see all the, the dignitaries that were there and see their brand-new facility, visited Hillshire Farms and the patty-making facility for McDonald's. So that was uh, a different part than, than a lot of people have seen before. After that, back on a plane, head to D.C., get an issues briefing, really immerse ourselves in what, what are the important policy priorities for NCBA. Yesterday was our day on the hill. Will and I went together, our Tennessee delegation. I think we got the uh, award for the most offices visit as we have visited all 11 of our congressional delegations. And then we're finishing up today back here at the Marriott, as you said, with a wrap up and how it went and report back to our DC staff of how, what we talked about so that they can follow up and, and do some further work with all of our offices. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I was on the trip last year, and it was just a great educational experience for me as somebody who didn't grow up in the industry to see the entire, you know, the, the chain, the supply chain um, from farm to table, and then and how policy is influenced on Capitol Hill. So, um, Will, now this is your second time doing this. Um, I guess, first of all, talk a little bit about how you got involved in this in the first place. I mean, you haven't, I don't know if you've been around NCBA for a very long time, um, but how did you find out about the YCC trip, um, and, um, and, and how is it different the second time around? You're one of the few people that actually gets to do this twice. Well, Ed, throughout, throughout my short career, I've worked for the Angus Association, and when I did move home to work with Select Sires, I had the opportunity to join the Tennessee Beef Industry Council which them in cooperation with the Tennessee Cattlemen sent me last year, and it's been an amazing opportunity. As you heard from Jennifer, it's, a, it's an amazing trip for those that haven't been, and when you heard from Ed, it's definitely a gauntlet of sorts for those that have been on the trip. Yeah, and how is it different the second time? You've gone through this now twice. Um, is it a matter of pacing yourself a little bit uh, better, or what, what's different the second time around, since you already kind of knew what was coming? Well, maybe it's ignorance, maybe it's bliss. But we, uh, we had a grand time both through both trips. The difference probably is I had opportunity to lead. So any tips I got from the first trip along, whether it's taking Collins' tour of all the monuments here in D.C., or whether it's just making sure that you're prepared for your congressional visits, we got that message across, and I think everybody, I think everybody had a great time and was prepared all the way through. Yeah, and can you talk a little bit about the importance of making your voice heard on Capitol Hill? Because that's what we do at the policy office in D.C., and that's really one of the biggest, I think, added benefits or the value of membership of NCBA. Um, just talk a little bit about what it's like to go from, you know, Pulaski, Tennessee, to Capitol Hill and meet with your elected officials. Uh, you know, why is that so important for producers to get involved in that part of the business? I think the main importance for that is the passion that the, the people in the cattle industry have. Those, those farmers and ranchers out there from Hawaii to Pennsylvania have told their stories over the course of the past, past week and those group from last year has amazing stories and amazing passion, amazing passion. So getting in those offices and telling your story and telling how these policies directly affect your life and your operation is just, it's incredible to get that message across and for those congressmen and staffers look you in the eyes and know that you're where you're coming from. Well said. All right, Jennifer, finally, um, for some young producers, cattlemen and cattlewomen out there um, listening to this who may be interested in going on this trip and learning about all the different aspects of the, of the industry, how can people get involved and maybe go on this trip next year or, or in you know, 2020? 
Well, first of all, just talk to your state affiliate or your breed association if that's how you're involved in the industry and ask what your state uh, does. Do they have certain requirements ahead of time? And um, just get involved in your state and let them know who you are. And usually, it may not be this year, might be next year, you'll, you'll get your opportunity. And then as a leadership development program, we both know and expect that these fabulous young folks are going to go back to their states, plug in in their states, and become leaders in the industry, both in their states and then probably on a national basis. So we're excited. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for, for doing the podcast. Thanks for doing the trip and getting involved. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank Ed. You, Ed. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at beefusa.org and follow us on Twitter at, at @beltwaybeef. Thanks for listening.